This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Happy whatever day it is when you're listening to this. Uh, it feels really weird to not be discussing any scandal. Um, but if you want to know our thoughts on Secrets Revealed, you're going to have to head over to Patreon. You know the deal. But let's start with Orange County. Um, we have not been able to discuss Orange County together yet because I was out on vacation last week. Um, it just feels so good having Tamara back. I really do. I feel like I just I love having her on the screen and I kind of feel like we're getting that sense of like nostalgia housewives um, where it's light, but also kind of serious. And I think she's bringing in really good people into the mix, too. She was a missing puzzle piece. And if you guys didn't know, Abby, between the two of us, is the OC aficionado. So for her to say that, that's like good. We're on a like mm-hmm. an up and up. I also feel like and I've received a lot of DMs on this and Feel free to DM us if you agree or disagree, but it seems just much more lighthearted than some of the other shows, and which is refreshing. But Tamara, I'm so happy she's back. I am. I, yeah, I just love having her back. Um, I agree. I mean, we think about, and we'll dive into New Jersey, but like coming off of Vanderpump Rules, it is nice to have something that's a little bit more light. I know her relationship with Shannon is like maybe the most like serious part of the like, you know, season so far, but that's normal. Like we always have issues with housewives not being at a place where they want to be with their friendships. Uh, so anyway, let's dive in. I also, I, I think I like Jen, this new housewife. I think there's more to her and she's holding back a little bit, but I really do like her. I saw that you made a note about diet Coke and espresso martini is a wild choice. My thought was like, if this is happy hour and you're having an espresso martini and a diet Coke girl, you're not sleeping tonight. No, I, okay. Listen, I love the rule of three drinks. Maybe it's like the Midwest girls in us. Um, but I always like to get a water, a Coke, or if I'm drinking a beer or a cocktail, but if I'm drinking an espresso martini, I'm not going to pair that up with another caffeinated beverage because my heart, like the anxiety in my chest for her, I was like, Oh my God, you're, you're right. You're not going to go to sleep. But as as I was watching the episode, she didn't sip it at all. Yeah. I I, like it was like a companion, like, oh, oh she's I'll doing get Diet it. Coke. Yeah. I mean, I love Diet Coke. Um, actually, I love Diet Pepsi. Um, I know some people are going to at me for that. There's a big thing, Diet Coke versus Diet Pepsi. Uh, I will say I tried. It made me think of the whole Tom Hanks um, drink thing that went viral when Emily got the champagne and Diet Coke. I've tried that and it is not good. I actually don't think that would be a good combination, but I am with you. Like if I'm at a brunch, I'm probably having four beverages. I have a coffee, a water, a bloody Mary and a diet Coke. So, you know, there's all that, like one to hydrate you, one to caffeinate you, one that tastes good and one to possibly make you buzzed. Um, okay. Let's, what, what are your thoughts right now on Tamara versus Shannon? Where are you, where are you leaning? So honestly, okay. I see, I'm, I see where you're at, so I'm not, I'm gonna let you speak for yourself. But I kind of get Shannon's side in the sense of all the stuff that Tamara has been saying about her in the press. Like that would really bother me if someone who's my supposed good friend was on two T's in a pod and like everywhere, just like chirping on me. And if we're such good friends, like why not call me directly? So from that perspective, I 
am kind of leaning towards being team Shannon. However, however, as we get into the episode and Tamara shares, like, I was there for you, like during the hardest parts of your life, like you would call me all times of the night. Never did I ever like say no to you or like push you away. So I feel like Tamara is very much like she's reactive and she does foolish things when she's hurt. When she's hurt, she has no problem putting you on blast. (laughs) When she's not hurt and you're good, she's as loyal. She will ride or die for you and like speak on your behalf and support you. So from a friendship perspective, I'm kind of leaning towards Team Shannon. How about you? I am more Team Tamara, but I'm definitely a little bit more biased. I think I've always just, I don't know, I've loved... Tamara, um, her story. I just feel like we've seen so much of her life and she shared a lot with us. That it's kind of like hard not to be um, a little bit biased when it comes to her. I do agree with you that I think her impulse control is not great, um, particularly if she's had a few beverages. But we did see in, in Tamara's last season kind of a little bit of a strain of her relationship with Shannon. And it's the same things that she's talking about now. So I do feel like this isn't necessarily something I know Shannon's like accusing her of trying to make stuff up for a storyline or trying to get back on the show. I'm like, well, we do have like clips and, and, you know, we've seen scenes of her saying like, you were calling me all hours of the night, but then you weren't giving that back to me. And, um, you know, I do feel like when she found out about Simon's cancer, like, yes, yeah, she like, you know, kind of what she did with Vicky and Brooks, like here are all these people I know, um, you know, Shannon's kind of connected in the, holistic medical community. Um, So, you know, I'm sure she was sharing some of that, but I also just see Shannon, as we saw with like Jen trying to talk, she's someone that can be very just self-consumed and think like, well, I, my problem's bigger right now, or I'm in, I'm going through something. So how can I support you when I'm going through something? And I see Tamara's point of like, yeah, you can be going through a divorce in a hard time, but if my, like the husband, my ex-husband and the father of my children has cancer, you know, maybe you, you, you support me and stick with me and, you know, are calling me or letting me call you all hours of the night type of thing. Um, and I just think my issue with Shannon is I do think she has this victim mentality and kind of feels like she's always the one that needs everyone's support. They should be lifting up and should kind of get a pass because of all that she's been through, which at this point, what housewife hasn't been divorced and hasn't gone through, you know, like an ugly divorce and who hasn't had a little bit of a weight fluctuation. You know, we've seen it with Emily, with Gina. It's kind of like, all right, Shannon, like your whole thing, you're not like a victim in this. And this isn't something where we're going to give you forever sympathy and a pass. And I really just had a hard time when Jen was trying to share her story of fostering and adopting her uh, son. And she was like, is that John's boat? Oh my God, that's John's son. It's like, wait, this is like a really serious, like deep story that she's trying to share with women and probably not something she shares off the bat when she meets someone. But I think Tamara was trying to like kind of let everyone see a different side of her. Um, And I will say I'm also a little bit biased when it comes to that, because um, I know uh, one of my husband's like cousins has fostered three children and I actually fostered more than that. But there's three that live with them a little bit more permanently. And I just know that it's um, anyone who's a foster parent, it's a really, really uh, emotionally tough thing. Um, And so I just, I think I like had a lot of like, my heart went out for her. And then to have that story be like, so minimized by John John and the boat. And then having like a side conversation, I would have like, I would have been probably more activated than Jen was. I probably would have like, Ludie would have came out and I would have been like, okay, Shannon, is that John's boat? 
Let yeah. me tell you about my son. Like I would have like, yeah. like who <laughs> cares? Okay. Do you want to go get on that boat? Cause I'm trying to tell a story and connect with you guys, but clearly you're not interested. It's like, it's just, it's so tough to be friends with Shannon at times. And I think because I've seen so much of that, it's like, yeah, I can't, I just can't be on your side. Having said, I also really love the idea of Emily and Tamara as friends. I do think they're more alike than different. I, but I also love Emily. It's like all of my like favorite people that I like have a soft spot for. It's like they're starting to come together. It would be like for me if like somehow Giselle and the Grand Dame are like, we're going to put everything aside and we're going to be a dynamic duo. Like, could you imagine much joy that would bring oh us yours? I mean, amazing. I want to get your take with Taylor. I mean, granted, we just got an introduction. We didn't really get too much. But are you excited about seeing more Taylor the rest of the season? I am. Um, I think, I don't know. As, at first, I was nervous about the, like, let's not just bring everyone back and let's not recycle. But I do, we've talked about this. I do feel like there's, like, a some of these storylines get old and new people come in and try to be like, well, I want to be this person and I'm going to try to be that. And they so- self-produce. And if you've been around a while, you're just naturally going to self-produce. And I think we kind of, like, expect that. So we give a little bit of a pass to the OGs or the ones who've been around. But when the newbies come on, and self-produce so quickly, it like just rubs us the wrong way as viewers. And so I feel like bringing back in like a Taylor or uh, I mean, Tamara, obviously, like and we're like Heather Debro, you know, like I think it's like, well, we know these people, we know who they are. We kind of know their character, whether if that's who they really are or not, we've seen it enough. So I do, I do like the idea of Taylor coming back. I always kind of felt like, not that we were robbed of Taylor, but I think I understand why she had to leave the show. Um, for those who aren't familiar with Taylor from Beverly Hills, she was in a very um, tumultuous dark. marriage. Yeah, dark marriage. Um, there are a lot of allegations of physical, verbal, emotional abuse. Um, they had a, her and this man had a daughter together, um, and sadly, he chose to end his life while they were filming. And so it just. Um, it, you know, obviously for the sake of her child and her own mental health, she decided to no longer be part of the show. She has since remarried. And I think like, you know, her daughter, God, like, I think she's 16 or 17 now, which makes me feel super old because we, if you've been watching forever, she had a tea party that was like 50,000. Yeah. yeah $25,000. It was ridiculous. But anyway, so I like that we're getting a little bit more Taylor. Cause I, I did like her when she was on Beverly Hills. What are your thoughts? Do you think we're recycling too much? No, I love it. I, yeah. I think, I think me five years ago would have a different opinion, but I think since we've been with Bravo for so long that it's really hard for newbies to kind of break through and have a lasting like organic feel to it. So I'm here for it. And after watching Taylor and ultimate girls trip and the growth that we saw from her, like I I'm excited to see more of her story and I'm excited to eventually see Vicky. So I do feel optimistic for OC, which is great. Yeah. yeah I'm happy. I also think this might potentially leave a door open for our good friend, Cynthia Bailey to make, cause she's, well, I guess she's more back in Atlanta now, but she does spend a lot of time in California. I love the idea of Cynthia friend of Beverly Hills. Oh, I, I love that idea as well. And she's covering for Tamara. She's um, doing for those who listen. I have not listened to two cheese in a pod, but I've I heard it's that. actually pretty good. Or don't. Okay. Happy sense don't. No, I know. I said I don't listen to it either. Oh. Um, I don't listen just for people out there. Neither one of us. We try not to listen to other Bravo podcasts, not because we don't want to support them. I actually give everybody five stars. But um, 
I don't want to hear something and then like it gets in my head and I, I don't want to be like, feel like I'm repeating someone else's thoughts because it's something that I was like, oh, that's a good point. So anyway. But she's covering. So Cynthia is covering the OC with Teddy right now. So I think that would be amazing. Shall we move on to what's <sighs> not so amazing? And honestly, after I watched, I felt like I needed a Xanax and more to calm my body down. <laughs> watching Xanax, the- espresso martini, champagne. Yes. yes. Watching part three of New Jersey. I mean, first of all, if y- anybody watching this doesn't think Louis is a liar after this, like I, I have a pyramid scheme to sell to you. Um, he pretty much backpedals on a lot of things, starting with the PJ comment. Um, he's like, I wanted to say something like, I, uh, to Joe Gorga. I know that could be a little creepy. What I meant was I found something of your dad's. I put it on and it meant a lot to your nieces. No, I think you full on wore the PJ said the comment and saw that everybody tore you apart for it. Cause it's really weird to wear a dead guy's clothes. It's, and it's so fucking weird. And you had to have known that was this clothes. Like what random dude's clothes would she have in her house? Yeah. Even weirder could have been Joe Judice, <laughs> Joe Judice. Like still fucking weird. Like you well, win. And you didn't know. That. You didn't know. No, no. Like for anyone, like there are things like I have like sweatshirts of my father who passed away that I like to wear because I remember like it was from like, you know, it would be from like a place that we stayed is, you know, for like a family vacation and stuff like that. I think if you know someone, like I know a lot of people who like keep different like clothing items for people they know, but Louis didn't know him. And for Louis to wear it and then say the comment that I wear that to make your nieces feel safe, like weird. And then so he back back pedals on that. So it's like, okay, well you're, you know, a freaking liar. He also then back pedals on the whole Bo Deedle thing, but we'll go into that a little bit later. Um, what God, this is like, I, there's just so many, it was so dark. Andy lost his shit and some people were giving him a hard time. How could you not lose your shit with these people yelling? I think Teresa was insufferable and I, I am not team Melissa or team Teresa. Um, I actually tend to like waver a little bit more team Trey, but like she, she was so quick to yell and jump on everything. Like no one could get a word in. She was horrible watching it. Honestly, it was all horrible. It was just like, you're embarrassing. No, you're embarrassing. And I love that Andy was like, you're both embarrassing. And I'm like, thank you, Andy. They are both embarrassing. Although Teresa was a bit more pesty and annoying because she just wouldn't let her talk. But something that I really want to see more of next season is Dolores standing up to Teresa. I do feel like Frank was telling that I think Louie did Frankie dirty and I wish she would have said something about it instead of trying to like keep the peace. Like I just feel like once you fuck with your kid, someone's kid, that to me, that loyalty and like whatever, that kind of slightly goes out the window for me. At least it would for me personally and be like, you mess with my kid, you mess with me. So like what you did was wrong. Thanks for giving him the opportunity, but I need you to acknowledge your part and the fact that you just left him hanging. Yeah. I mean, and Clearly there's some truth to this because I mean, I know Frank, like, you know, he likes to be a house husband for sure, but by telling Joe Gorga, if it wasn't true, one, it'd be easy to prove that it wasn't true. Um, And Dolores didn't say it wasn't true. Dolores said she didn't want to talk about it. And so she used her words very carefully. I don't know why Dolores though is so in Teresa's corner. Like what is she so afraid of? 
And like, she was very quick to say like, Joe Gorga, we've never had an issue, but we will, if you keep talking about this, I get wanting to protect your son, but like, this isn't protecting your son. This is protecting Louie and Teresa. Uh, Frank Catania did say on Instagram, someone commented, like, it's a shame you brought that up. That's going to ruin your family. And he said his family's never been closer, including, um, Polly and Brittany and that everyone's doing fine. I do think they have a good family unit. I don't think that is going to cause friction there. Um, but I agree. I think Dolores needs to stand up, speak the truth. I think it's very obvious that everyone knows Louie is a dirt bag. I do think there's a lot of truth in due time in due time yeah, in due time. And he's like, you're going to get yours. What does that mean? Like, I think he's out there investigating Joe Gorga, trying to find something oh. to like pin on him or to try to send him to jail. Like, I mean, he's a dark horrible person. I mean, and guys, we're a broken record here. We've been shouting dirty Louie for like almost two years now. And I feel so much vindication that so many people are like, I mean, people have been kind of coming along with us along the way, but even more so in this reunion, a hundred percent, he is having a private investigator. I believe Andy commented about Bo Deedle, um texting him. And I'm trying to recall what he said, but he I don't said, think, go ahead. He said, uh, yeah. So he, Andy on radio, Andy on his, um, Sirius XM show said that Bo Deedle texted him and said that Louie has never had him investigate housewives. Like, cause th- what they were saying, was like, he was like, I've never had Bo Deedle investigate anyone here and stuff. And so I guess Bo was saying to Andy that Louie never had me investigate housewives. It doesn't mean he hasn't had me investigate other people. Because he was bragging about this relationship with Bo Deedle. I think he did have him, all the women and all the families investigated because he said it twice. I get in the heat of the moment being like, I know Bo Deedle and he could bring you all down and try to like get a little bit of a fear in them. But then the next day when they're all over at Teresa and Louise, he says it again. And I think it's weird. And then why is Bo Deedle sending security to the reunion for them? Oh, like, It's, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. Like, you are, you have said this enough that there's truth to it. And you've lied multiple times in this reunion already, starting with the pajamas. And I think when you have the men so unified on one side like that, like the men of Jersey tend to be very like, I don't know, I would say even we're going to stay out of the stuff, stay out of it. And also just kind of be like, whatever, like, this is the women's stuff. Yeah, stay out of it. But when John Fuda popped up, and it was like, hey, I have a question, Andy. Hey, Louie, why did you, you know, investigate my, why, uh, his, the mother of his child, the mother yeah. of his child goes Who's in re- jail, who reached out to her and yeah. he had his folder of receipts for it and uh, immediately deny, 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 like he did with Margaret. I'm like, I don't see a reason why John Fudo would just randomly make that up. And clearly he can probably figure out who's visited his the mother of the yeah, child. I mean, like, figured- every interaction is tracked if you're in prison. It's not like, it's not like you and I, where I could be like, oh, someone called me. And they're like, well, that wasn't Bo Deed. Like, I mean, it's all tracked. I also thought it was weird that Louis went over to apologize to them and say, like, or basically say, I didn't have, I didn't have anything to do with anyone reaching out to her. I think what you guys are doing is so great. And I'd love to let it go. And the photos are like, well, let it go. If you admit you did it. Like, I just think if you ma- are making this up and trying to bring Louis down, you're not going to hold onto this so hard. And I know I think it's pretty sick to do something like that to a family that's trying to do the right thing. I mean, his son said he wanted, you know, Rachel to adopt him. Like this is what they wanted. So I, it's I just fucking it's, sick. And it's yeah. sick for him to be like shaking hands. Like I wouldn't have even shook in his hand to be like, you're a good mother. 
like looking oh, at yeah. Rachel like that, I'd be like, fuck off. Like get yeah, the fuck out of my face. I don't need your compliment. Yes. Yeah. I don't need your validation. Like get the fuck out of my face. Like, ugh, he disgusts about- me so much. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I there's like two more things I want to say about this. One, I want to get your thoughts on. Um, I love that Andy said, like, Andy really was like, I think at this point of the night, like the day and into the night was kind of like, I'm done filtering. Like, this is just, this is so outrageous. I'm just going to say what I'm thinking. And when he said to Teresa, I saw you made a note of this. You standing for Jacqueline is the biggest joke of the century. Like, all of a sudden she's acting like everything Jacqueline Larita says should be taken, like, as gospel when... For years, she hated Jacqueline. And, you know, so you can't, I feel like, you know, Teresa's just going to go with whoever says what she wants to hear. That's now the person that everybody should believe. And I love that Andy called her out for it. Oh, I absolutely loved it. Um, You know, towards the end, I have to say, I got a bit emotional watching Joe kind of plead to Teresa. I had like tears in my eyes. I think as exhausted as we've all been for watching this the last 10 years, it is truly family. And I think about Nono and Nona and like that part, like truly like it makes me sad. And when Joe said, you know, if you got in a car wreck, I would be there. If you were dying, like I would be there. And Teresa kind of like, I don't know. I just, it's just so dark and it's, it just makes me sad. It makes me sad that Gia got involved and got called. It's just all of it. Like, I'm like, y'all need some family therapies therapy and stronger boundaries because if I were Gia I'd be like "Mm, not gonna comment like I don't want to be involved like the fact that Gia's in as much as she is is like honestly bothers me a lot and as two people who are huge proponents of therapy and done inner child work um I'm just like girl this is gonna come like catch up to you in like 10 years and you're gonna I don't know. I used to always say that that Teresa is an amazing mother and I still stand by that. However, I think because her source of income and what has been able, the only way she's been able to provide to her family is because of the show or extensions of the shows. Like anything she's done that's been successful cookbooks is because she was on the show. I think she's then maybe not like intentionally, but she's kind of put it in the girls' heads that this is a great way for them to also be successful and have money and provide for themselves. And I think Gia is part of like, I think part of the reason why she said something and wanted to be involved is she wants to be on the show. She wants to be on the payroll. And I think, I sadly think that like Gia is going to just do or say whatever she needs to, to continue to be part of the show and continue to be receiving um, money for it's alleged. I think like someone was saying she was made like $60,000 a season for last season. I don't know about this season, maybe more. I wouldn't think it'd be any less. Um, so I think, you know, somebody who, you know, is in college making $60,000 a year, that's, um, and living at home, that's a pretty good amount of money. Um, so I just, I don't know. I kind of sadly think that Gia is going to kind of compromise some of her integrity and who she is to be part of the show. No, and that makes me it sad. makes me sad. And, you know, you want to know, like, how does the show go on? Word on the street is the cast is all coming back. Um, I think. They're going to start filming in the fall. Not I think the they're going to start filming in the fall. I think because of the police investigation, there's an active case with the phone calls, like Margaret's son, which was mentioned. I think they need to kind of let that go through, let the legal system do its thing um, before they start filming again. But Louie and Sarah Frazier and I said this last week shout out to sarah but louie i mean is ruining listen like we've never been tree love tree tree, tree huggers. Stumps. Thank, you. thank you tree stumps tree huggers 
But I have always wanted the best for Teresa. I think given everything she's been through, I think we can all unanimously agree this woman deserves to be happy, but not with this man. And this man is going to ruin her. The next Randall scandal is going to be Dirty Louie. I told Kyle, I was like, watch, I hope Abby and I get interviewed for it. Just putting out <laughs> in the universe because we've been talking about it for so damn long. But the next Hulu special is going to be, it's going to be called Dirty Louie. And there's going to be oh. comparisons and flashbacks of Dirty John and how he fucking ruined this chick. And she's too damn stubborn to see it. So that's my, that's all I have to say about Jersey. All right. Well, before we go into Atlanta, um, speaking of therapy and mental health, what better um, sponsorship right now than to talk about one of our sponsors, BetterHelp. Vanessa and I um, probably sound like a broken record, but we are huge supporters of therapy and doing what you need to do for your mental health. I think oftentimes there's this like misconception um, that you should be in therapy when times are tough or when you're going through something that you just like need extra support and help for. And that's absolutely true. But I also think like when things are going well, or you feel like things are good, it's still like nice to have those little check-ins. And that's why we really do love BetterHelp. It's such a great way for you to start therapy, re-engage, go back into therapy. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I actually really love that. I think there is um, something great about building a strong relationship with therapists, but if you are with somebody for so, so long, there might be times where you want some fresh perspective in there. So there's a, a huge benefit to that. Being able to like do it online, I think we're all so used to that. I mean, Vanessa and I are recording this um, online. Um, so it's an easy way to put it into your schedule. So to find more balance, um, go to betterhelp.com slash real moms today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash real moms. Um, again, I think if you're on the fence about trying therapy, this is a great way to do it. So go to betterhelp.com slash real moms. All right. Atlanta. I'm still struggling with Atlanta. I'm just not connecting with the story so much. Yeah, I, this is kind of what I'm really struggling with is, okay, so I understand why Marlo is hurt with candy. I get all that. 100%. But it feels so forced and such a strong storyline to bring this up two years later. It's just, it's like she's like, I'm a, I feel like her angle of holding Candy accountable for talking about tough topics, this wasn't the path to take. Like, cause I get what she's saying. Like, Candy self produces. Like, she's one of these housewives who's been on so long who self produces and wants to control what she shares. But I feel like, and again, rest in peace to her nephew like that's a horrible situation but i feel like the way marlo's approaching this is not the right way um and not the way i'd go about it so that to me i'm not really into um i mean i would enjoy seeing cairo being a dad you had that as a note yeah, it was so, sweet. so sweet yeah i thought it was really endearing you could tell he's a very hands-on father you could tell that um just, you know, it was just such a sweet moment. I can't like, you know, our kids are young. I can't imagine the pride and like how heartwarming it would be to see your kids have a kid and take care of a baby the way you took care of your own children. And you could just, I don't know. It was just a very heartwarming, um, sweet scene. Uh, I agree with you on the Marlo thing though. I think even last season, there were moments where, you know, Candy and Marlo were having friction and Marlo was talking about ways that she thought Candy could have been a better friend to her. And I was just, why was this not brought up then? I, are we, 
are we holding, I mean, not to steal from New Jersey, are we holding things in the arsenal so that we have like conflict and storylines? Because it's, that will ruin the show fast. And I just, yes. I do worry. I think this with Marlo, we all begged for her to get her peach. And I do worry that her full time is just not the best thing for her. I think she was so much better as a friend of. I still vouch for it because we all, of course, Bravo fans, we flip flop like no other, but we all wanted it so bad. I still want it for her. I just think she needs a better ally who's like going to keep her in check. But I mean, I feel like that's all we need to say about Atlanta. I do want to give a shout out to production. I loved all the different flashbacks and the way oh, like when, yes. w- when someone would say something and then they would like kind of show it. I do. I love when we go into the vault for things just to like prove whether someone's telling the truth or if there's like a little bit of like an area of gray. I did love to the whole thing where Candy's like, we can't keep bringing up the fact that like, you know, Marlo, you know, 23 years ago slashed someone's face. And then, I mean, it was brought up a lot. I do think we need to let that go. Like her mugshot's been brought up a lot. This whole, like, what she went through. There's a lot more to it too. You're like not condoning um, slashing someone's face with a knife by any means, but she's talked about like other things that were going on um, at that point in her life and how much she's worked to like move forward. And clearly she's done a better job um, of managing her anger and like working on herself because I mean, she's the guardian of her nephews and the court. That's not something you just give to someone lightly. So I do think like, I think it's time, like let the mouse go. With oh, that one. I think if anything, Marla should be empowered and wear a shirt with her mugshot on it. Like that's what I would do. Yeah. Like Ella, like the press conference with Karen and like press conference, no press. <laughs> yes. Press con- conference, no press. I feel like that would be like so shady, but also like, bitch, you're going to talk about it. Let's fucking talk about it. So that's all our notes. Um, all right. Let's get to the point of our shout out. Um, I My shout out, shout out is going to be coming from the heart, and I'm going to try not to get too emotional about it. But as you guys know, I am a survivor of preeclampsia. Um, it's something that's very, very, I'm very passionate about of educating and awareness. Tori Bowie shouldn't have died. She shouldn't have died alone. Um, the fact that women are dying from pregnancy is so dark. It's 2023. It breaks my heart, that situation, but it also breaks my heart that this happens to Black women um, often. So they're, Black women are 2.6 times the rate. Um, but sorry, excuse me. In 2021, the maternal mortality rate for Black women was 2.6 times the rate for white women. Like, let, like listen to and that. And that's, that's taking into account... Um- similar situations. That's not like, yes. Like, cause sometimes people say, well, like what were the conditions? It's like taking account, like all things, the same race. The only yes. Thing I mean, wild. And, and we've had Serena Williams almost died. Like this is a serious, serious topic. And it's something I'm passionate about. So I just want you guys to know, I mean, I've been shouting it from the rooftops all week this week because it's something that's ringing heavy to my heart. But again, if you're pregnant, please get a blood pressure cuff. Um, I'm all about advocating for yourself. I've had so many of you DM me your stories of um, how you've advocated for yourself. So please, please, please continue to do that. If your um, heart rate is above, um, if your heart blood pressure is 140, 90 or greater, like take that seriously. Make sure you go to your checkups. I know it's annoying to go to get just get your blood drawn or do the pee and that's all your appointment is, but there's a reason for that. Um, it's to make sure you don't have preclamps yet. So um, so my heart goes out to Tori and her baby and I don't know. I don't want to get emotional. Yeah. So I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. It's, um, 
it's a, a, I don't want to say senseless, but it was an unnecessary death. It was definitely preventable. And I think that's the part that makes it really hard. Um, the Olympic team has shared how they were all four black women and one of them has passed away. Two of them almost died all through childbirth. So there's definitely, um, I, we don't have the solution, but something needs to be done. Black women shouldn't be dying just because they want to have kids. Um, my shout out now is going to seem really um, silly compared <laughs> it's to that. Okay. We've done this before. Yeah. <laughs> so pivoting and taking a sharp left, my shout out goes to John Hamm for his um, theatrical, just amazing performance of being DJ James Kennedy on Watch What Happens Live. Uh, he is a proud Bravo fan, and I just love that he committed to the accent. He clearly has watched the reunion. He like when he was doing that, he like knew all the stuff and like. He knew when to like emphasize and it was, it was great watching it. Um, I forget the actor that he did it with. Um, it was another mad John Slattery, John Slattery. Yes. Um, I was thinking of his, everyone to me is their character in a show. So it's like really hard for me not to call them by what I know them as from their show. Um, I love that he goes, am I supposed to have an accent too? <clears throat> it was just a really, really funny moment. Um, so anyway, thank you guys so much for listening and supporting us. You know, the drill, if you have a minute, please um, subscribe five stars. If you have 30 seconds, leave us a nice review. It means the world to us. And um, if you'd like to skip your Starbucks um, this week and use that towards supporting two working moms, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo. And with that, we will catch you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.